Welcome to the Akashic Musings Podcast. My name is Laura Mazzotta, and I will be your guide during this sacred experience. I'm an Akashic healer and teacher, and I've also been a therapist for almost 20 years. This podcast is your go-to opportunity for all things healing, inspiration, and empowerment. I will be sharing potent wisdom from divine intelligence in the space of the Akashic Records. For more understanding of what the Akashic Records are, I encourage you to listen to episode one or head over to my website at www.theakashictherapist.com. I'm so grateful to have you here, receiving the powerful energetic shifts that radiate through these messages. Just by listening in, you're doing your part to raise the vibration of the planet and fully realize our natural state of wellness and vitality. Without further ado, here's today's episode. Cassidy's here with us, and I'm so excited to introduce you to them because today we're going to be talking about how different it is to be in the therapy world versus the energetic spiritual healing world because I know I've experienced both, and my life has completely changed with shifting to this new path. I say new, but it's like the past five or six years on this path of spiritual and energetic healing. Um, And that I really got to the point where I felt irresponsible as a therapist not sharing this kind of work and this kind of healing with my clients because I just knew that it was the deepest, most efficient, and most effective form of being able to really leave behind a lot of the old stories and old dysfunction and symptoms, etc. And I knew what I had on my personal journey and I've seen it happen time and time and time again for my loved ones and my clients. And so... I'm welcoming Cassidy today so that we can chat about the differences that they experienced between the therapy world and the energetic and spiritual healing world. So welcome, Cassidy. Hi, thank you for having me. You're so welcome. So fun. So can you share a little bit about like that transition? Sure, yeah. So I had been seeing you from a very young age since I was in high school and we originally when I came to see you I had issues with eating issues with OCD codependency depression anxiety typical high schooler type of experience right yeah seriously (laughs) um and so around right after I graduated college is when we shifted over to more of energy work and I had already started with a little bit of spirituality on my own prior to shifting it within my healing practice but it really just changed everything it opened up Mm -hmm. a lot of different doors for me and it's the only reason I think that I was able to deeply and profoundly heal those core wounds that were creating the depression the anxiety the issues that were coming up for me rather than just simply talking about them Mm -hmm. and of course you were very good therapist you were amazing mm-hmm. right but during therapy really what you're just doing is talking about your problems and mm-hmm. as a teenager our problems are very big in our heads but mm-hmm. may not 
get down to the deeper issues of what we're actually feeling. They're kind of just the day-to-day, what's coming up, what am I experiencing right now, why are my friends being not nice to me? Yes. (laughs) Um, And when we start to shift over to the spiritual energy work, then it's like, oh, okay, I'm feeling this way because... I have issues from when I was a baby or from Mm -hmm. when I was in a past life or when I was, or not even me, my ancestors have had these issues for a long time. So it's nice to be able to see those core wounds in such a different way rather than blaming myself for feeling upset. I started to see that it wasn't just me. There was so many different things and it wasn't even really issues. It was just, Mm -hmm. I need to see that all of this stuff was um, coming together and it felt like an issue, but it was really just releasing those influences that happened not just to me, but to my ancestors and to mm-hmm. my past lives and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And do you think that you would have been able to like understand and get that as an adolescent? Like, do you think that would have, like, I I have to be honest, like, I think it depends on the person. Yeah. Because I think that it takes a very, very special, unique person to be able to, like, grasp those abstract principles because it's really what they are right and like that deep level of of soul level understanding and like soul purpose and even give a shit about it right when you're a teenager um you know I think that there's certain things about the spiritual path that I wouldn't have necessarily cared about like my soul purpose or mission or anything like that but I do think as a teenager um having spiritual tools that helped me understand my intuition that helped me understand that I was absorbing other people's energy that gave me a you know just gave me boundaries if I had that as a teenager I think a lot of those core wounds wouldn't have been amplified within me so Mm -hmm. I do think that maybe not everything would have been absorbed but it would have if I had started earlier I do think that those core wounds wouldn't have been as deep as they yeah. they were when I started a lot later. And I was always yeah. a very intuitive teenager. So yeah. having those abilities and not understanding them at all, if mm-hmm. I had a little bit more understanding, I think it could have helped a lot. But I also think that going through what I went through, I wouldn't have necessarily gone to where I am today. So I'm very mm-hmm. grateful yeah. for all of those feelings and for that just like the overwhelming amount of emotions that I had for Mm -hmm. so long I'm incredibly grateful for it it would have been nice to have some tools though as a as a young child yeah to be able to move through them rather than not understanding where these emotions come from well and I really love like tools that help you not blame yourself Mm -hmm. like I love that you brought that forward because I think that's a huge difference right it's like we don't see what's coming forward as dysfunction on the spiritual path and then the energetic journey like we don't see it that way it's really more about helping people get to know who they are uniquely at an energetic level and like how to work with it Mm -hmm. like how do I work with this and how do I make this a superpower and how do I make this not wrong you know, like, because maybe it's different from what your parents are experiencing or from the, the, your friends are experiencing or something. And that's a common thing for the vast majority of empaths mm-hmm. is feeling different, feeling unique, feeling like alone, like I don't fit in, you know, yes. and that mindset of like, I don't, doesn't feel like anybody's like me necessarily. And I think that being on the spiritual path 
I've, I've met my soul family, you know, like it's so nice too, because you also realize that like, oh, I'm not the only one who experiences these things. And now I understand how they work. And it's interesting because I've been implementing EFT energetic energy psychology into my practice for years. And so many adolescents are resistant to it because it's weird and it's strange. You know what I mean? And so there's definitely a lot of that kind of pushback, but there's subtle ways to be able to bring energy tools in in with adolescents in particular that I think could be really beneficial just to help them get to know who they are. That's really the purpose of it. It's not like okay, I'm going to like get you on a soul mission and like indoctrinate you into becoming like a light worker and a spiritual entrepreneur. But like, you know, I'm just going to help you learn how you tick. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. In a way that's deeper than just your behaviors, your relationships, the way you think, the way you feel. Yeah, exactly. And to be quite fair, I think I was very resistant to just traditional therapy as an adolescent as well. Yeah. Because... I was an adolescent and I wanted to be resistant to everything. Yep. Right? I wanted to fight back against the power and the man and all that stuff. <laughs> so I think either way, I'm, I am I personally felt like I have to be tough and I have to be cool. So I was resistant to traditional therapy as well. So mm-hmm. would I have been resistant to energy healing and energy practices? Probably at first, mm-hmm. definitely, mm-hmm. just because you're a teenager and you're fighting against the adults in your life. Yeah. Yep. yep. But I do think that those practices are necessary a lot of times because Mm -hmm. realistically as an adolescent, as a teenager, especially you're going through so many shifts just in your body in your hormones, in your social life, in your school, every single day, there's new things coming up. There's new shifts happening. You're growing so fast and so many things are changing all at once and having tools that kind of allow you to shift rapidly Mm -hmm. along with your body and along with what's going on socially around you, it's really, really vital. And having that support system to kind of sit on, even though you're a little bit resistant to it, it was so vital for for at least me to have someone there who understood what I was going through and didn't undervalue what I was bringing forward. I also think it's just about like the space that's created for you to witness yourself unfolding mm-hmm. right because it's like we talk all the time I was literally just on a on a phone call with a client about this like about using tools like using the tools using the resources using them consistently holding yourself accountable for you know using these tools mm-hmm. and stuff like that but I feel like that's that can still feel like pressure mm-hmm. you know and it can still feel like I need to do it right or I need to do it in a certain way that's like enough in order to be enough rather than just like what I love about this work is it really challenges and encourages you to just be Mm -hmm. and to like sit with your being and appreciation of who you are in that moment and it's funny because like we were just talking about soul purpose and I think about it in terms of like sitting with a teenager and it's more of like okay how can we just identify what the purpose is of this moment Mm -hmm. even if it's not like my soul's purpose and my mission and what I'm supposed to do on this planet like adolescents are like who kid who gives a shit like I just want to go like smoke weed with my friends (laughs) (laughs) but um it's also like you know looking at the purpose of each moment and realizing that like no you are not trapped there's always infinite possibilities and I think that's a 
big thing in that point in time because yes. you do feel like you're under the thumb of school, of you know, society of your parents of, you know, you're like trapped within other people's expectations and and Mm -hmm. pathways for you. And that's really like your entire life at that point, right? Is how do my friends think of me? How do my peers think of me? My teachers don't think of me as smart. So now I have to do this or my parents are disappointed in me because I got a B on the test. And that's really your entire life at that point in time. And now looking back, I don't, about any of my high school grades or any of the people that I met there and I don't care about what any of them think yeah but in the moment I was highly susceptible to just everyone's opinion of me and Mm -hmm. what I was doing and I do think that implementing some of those boundary tools would have been helpful but I also do think that just understanding that each given moment is flighting or fleeting Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is uh valuable for a teenager because your world is also so much smaller you've only lived a handful of years Mm -hmm. and you don't have the ability to see more of the world than Mm -hmm. really what you're introduced to by the people around you so being able to understand that is very valuable but i also do think that being able to understand that you know you're high school boyfriend breaking up with you isn't going to be the end of the world Mm. like it does suck and hurts in that moment and valuing those emotions are Mm -hmm. incredibly important so you don't want to devalue what you're what's coming forward and what you're feeling but you also want to understand that it's not going to last forever and I think that's what spiritual healing kind of brings in is that you're important but you're not the most important. Uh, and that's I love that. so so freeing to understand that. I love that. And it's it if that's so needed for for adolescents in particular, if they can even grasp it, because it is it's a very egocentric time in everybody's life. You know, I mean it's just part of that's the developmental stage, you know, it's very normal. Um and so that's really interesting too, because I thought about that in terms of divine perspective and like get having an adolescent be able to actually take divine perspective. Like, is that realistic? Yeah. Um, and I, I think, I think it is. I, I really do think it is. I yeah. think we um, undermine adolescents yep. a lot. Yep. And I think we think of them as just, oh, they're just dumb kids. They, they are not going to get it until mm-hmm. they're older. But I've seen even young children mm-hmm. completely grasp that concept. And of course, mm-hmm. it really does depend on the child. Mm-hmm. But I think even just introducing it, even if they don't necessarily grasp it in the moment, mm-hmm. just introducing that concept mm-hmm. or introducing practices or getting them to just get started is something that is very valuable at a young age because over time you're going to see yeah. from those perspectives. And it doesn't have to be in that moment, but just being introduced to it and understanding that energy is so valuable, even mm-hmm. if you don't consciously get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I totally agree with you. And I just want to go back to boundaries for a quick second too because, <laughs> shocker, just because like it's so funny. When I was a traditional therapist, boundaries we were really teaching boundaries around assertiveness Mm -hmm. you know like being assertive setting boundaries with other people but what I've learned so beautifully on this path is that I think could be so helpful for adolescents is setting boundaries just for yourself Mm -hmm. right like you just set them for yourself because I think it can come across as so daunting and scary for teenagers to set boundaries with their friends and with their parents and with other people in their lives, like authority figures and stuff like that. 
Whereas if they just look at it as I am setting boundaries for me because I'm getting to know who I am, my being, how I tick, what I'm available for and what I'm not. And then I set those boundaries for me, which then prevents other people that aren't aligned from coming in and kind of being intrusive into your space. Yeah, I think that's really beautiful because if you really think about it now that I have my own apartment and my own job and my own car, right? Mm -hmm. If I set a boundary with someone and they take it in the wrong way, oh well, that person either has limited access to me or they don't intrude on my life. Mm -hmm. But as a teenager, Mm -hmm. if I set a boundary, for example, with my parent and they have the wrong reaction, now they can take away my food, my water, my shelter. They can take away my necessities. And that's... and. Of course, there's also the emotional necessities that you need, right? You need love and comfort and support. And those aren't provided to me in any other capacity other than the legal guardian or parent that Mm -hmm. you're getting them from. And so I think that's really beautiful in the fact that when you set boundaries with yourself, those Mm -hmm. things aren't being taken away. They're just being morphed into a more supportive and more loving Mm -hmm. um, direction that you can give to yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I love that so much. And I love this concept too of just being able to rely on the divine as your primary guidance, your primary safety, your primary holding container because then no matter what is happening around you, you're always held. You know what I mean? You're always held safely. So this was fun. Thanks for chatting with me today. Yeah, this is beautiful. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. And definitely stay tuned for another episode of the Akashic Musings podcast. I will be sending out another episode next week, and I would love for you to join me. Have an awesome one. Bye. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Akashic Musings podcast. I'm so grateful you're taking the time to integrate healing at the deepest level. If you loved this episode, connect with me on Instagram at Emerge Healing and Wellness or contact me through my website at www.theakashictherapist.com. I'll see you next week on the next episode of the Akashic Musings podcast. Bye for now and have a wonderful week.